This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. What is up, y'all? And welcome to The WAN Show. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you all today. The big news, of course, is NVIDIA's <laughs> unlaunch which I take to mean based on what they're doing is, is the opposite of a launch. That's where you retract a launch. Their unlaunch of the RTX 4080 12 gig. We're going to be getting into the details of that. In other news, the MetaQuest Pro is going to be $1,500. But don't worry, VR is going to be mainstream very soon. Very soon, says Mark. There's too much AI. Or maybe not enough. Is that a main topic? I want it to be. Really? Your little spat with what Google you, over your privacy what, what policy you, what on Floatplane. What would you float prefer plane? here? Your little Floatplane. What would plane? you prefer here? All the right. Microsoft Surface event? D uh, Is that deeply intriguing to you? Are you? Do you get riled up in the morning about the Microsoft Surface event, Linus? Tell me more about the Microsoft Surface event. Do you know all the details of the Microsoft Surface okay, event? Okay, all right, all right. Let's just roll the There's intro. There's also... No, no, the <laughs> intro's rolling. Had enough snark. <laughs> Why don't we jump right into the big topic today, NVIDIA's unlaunch of the RTX 4080 12 gig. Amazing. First of all, for context, guys, NVIDIA announced the RTX 4090, 4080 with 16 gigs of RAM and 4080 with 12 gigs of RAM at the same time. But they were, as they have done in previous generations, planning to stagger out the actual availability of these cards as well as any uh, specifics when it comes to performance as measured by third-party reviewers like Yo. What that means then is that this card was not really, uh, it was announced, but not necessarily actually launched. Um, and the reason that there's been a controversy and the reason that NVIDIA has come out and <clears throat> said that we're going to, uh, we're, we're not going to go ahead and launch this was that community members felt that the naming for the card was very misleading. And, uh, honestly, I I feel exactly the same way. This is exactly what you and I talked about back when NVIDIA launched the GTX 680. So that was like a lot of eight years ago, years ago yeah. nine years ago or something like that. And the reason that we felt that way about it was that the GTX 680 did not feature a top tier die. It didn't feature a big die version of Kepler. It actually featured a size down die compared to the previous generation Fermi flagship, the 580. And so for us, we were looking at it going, hey, uh, we couldn't help noticing this is more of like a 70 class card. Um, what, yo, what's the, what's the deal with that? Because NVIDIA has traditionally, at least until quite recently, reserved their eight number, whether we're going all the way back to, you know, the 8800 GTX, 
Um, I mean, even the 8800 GTS, I believe, used the G80 die, if I recall correctly. So, uh, so typically, they reserved the number 8 for their, their top spec chip. And it wasn't until the 680, as far as I remember anyway, I could be a little fuzzy on the details, that they went and they took a tiered down chip and were like, yeah, you know what? We actually managed to improve performance so much generation over generation that we're going to take uh, a, a, a second tier chip and we're going to we're going to brand it as a flagship. Um, so I do object to I, I do object to any naming scheme that is seems to be designed to intentionally mislead the consumer. Now that I think about it, we probably should have taken AMD to task for skipping a generation going from 5000 to 7000 with Ryzen. I, yeah. I find that sort of behavior extremely, extremely frustrating and unnecessary when it could be as easy as, hey, the first number whoops, is the generation of product. Now, I think the justification for that is that there was a Zen 3 Plus 6000 series refresh on mobile or it's something like that. It's often mobile. NVIDIA does the same thing. Mm -hmm. They'll launch a just mobile, or I think one time it was like a just Best Buy or something? Yeah, well, they, they completely ignored, I believe it was GTX 300. They went from 200 to 400 because, I don't know, except there was, as you said, like an OEM-only card yeah. that you could get in like a Lenovo pre-built or something, but it was actually a 200 series and it was rebranded, so there was no reason for it to exist at all. And yeah, uh, people are pointing out in the chat that they actually skipped twice because they also went from Ryzen 3000 to 5000, so they're just like... Yeah, we're advancing really fast here. You know, we're really, really pumping out those new gen those new generations. All uh, you're really doing is racing to a point where you're going to have to come up with another naming scheme, and that's going to be annoying. At least do what Intel does and, you know, launch that non-generation in between. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. That's not entirely Oof. fair. That's Oof. not that's not entirely fair. So the point is that I object to any naming scheme that seems to intentionally obfuscate what the product actually is. And when you call this card, this 4080 12 gig, when you call it a 4080, the implication to me, the consumer, and, and I mean, in the last generation, they did use a top tier chip for their 80 card. The implication to me, the consumer, is that this is a top spec piece of silicon. And the only difference is the RAM capacity. And the only difference is the RAM capacity. But in actuality, based on uh, NVIDIA's own first party benchmarks that showed the 12 gig version underperforming the 16 gig version by up to 30%. 30%. So the reality Ugh. is that this is a 4060 Ti, realistically, is what it actually is. If we were to look at all the different tiers of silicon that NVIDIA produces and say, okay, yeah, 80 is top, 70 is often actually top but cut down, but sometimes a next one down. And 60 and 60 Ti, things start to get a little bit murky. In fact, there have been situations where they've actually used different dyes for a 60 or 60 Ti class product, um, where like the, it's a big one that's cut way down or a smaller one that has all of the features functional. So if we're being realistic, this is like a, a 60 Ti class product at best. Um, and maybe with the new making room for, you know, the 90, okay, maybe it's a, it's a 4070. But I, I, I think that it's pretty clear that this was misleading. I think a lot of members yeah. of the community felt that it was misleading. And we've got to at least give NVIDIA credit, I guess, for once again, 
unlike some other mega corporations, at least having some shame. When we took them to task over their treatment of hardware unboxed, did they or did they not reverse course? They did. Okay. Sure. When Hard OCP took them to task is it shame? for hold on, hold or is on. It damage control. When Hard OCP took them to task for uh, what was it, Project Greenlight? Uh, I don't Greenlight, remember what it was, but India. I remember this happening. <laughs> uh, green. Yeah, I believe it was the Greenlight program where they clamped down on overclocking partner cards, which probably is well not probably is was one of the considerations for evga dropping out of the gpu market how are you supposed to differentiate your product if you can't even differentiate it because nvidia says no um so like the boring dad program is more like it <laughs> actually that they didn't no they didn't really back down on that okay fine so they backed down on one thing and now a second thing yeah it's just damage control i don't think it's shame <laughs> well i mean th that does demonstrate a little bit of shame We've certainly seen other companies. I think it's financially attached. Like, I don't think. That's what I'm saying with damage it, control. Could have some financial shame. Okay, okay. So here, 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 here. For example, okay, Apple has been shamed. I don't think, I don't think they're going, this was wrong. I feel shame. I'll take the hit on this and fix it. I think they're going, this was a bad move by us, which will financially not be a good thing for us to do. Let us adjust this so that we make the more monies. I don't even know if there would have been a financial impact. Because at the end of the day, the consumers who actually look at benchmarks and watch or read reviews are going to know how things stack up. The FPS per dollar is what it ultimately comes down to. Don't do that. Plus some features, right? And for the people who don't do that, they were just potentially going to buy a cheaper die and think it was a 4080. I think... I, I don't think there's a financial My assumption loss. is that they would do that and then people would rage. And the rage would turn into potential sales for... 5,000 series yeah. or 6,000 series. Or yeah. Maybe 7,000 series. Maybe we'll skip two numbers. 69,000 series. Yes, for, sure. Whatever, whatever it might be. Let's go. Just do it, AMD. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think NVIDIA feels shame, personally. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I've, I mean, I've watched them do many a thing that should result in shame, and I have watched them just not care at all. Yeah. In it. other news, they literally turned their apology into a marketing exercise showing lineups of people to buy 4090s. So... Okay, um, I guess that really is more supportive of your position than of mine. <laughs> um, but at least, they, at least they unlaunch. If they turn around and they launch this thing as forty seventy, I'm still going to be disappointed because I still think that's BS. The you think it's a forty sixty Ti? I think it's a forty sixty Ti. That's that's what I think it is. Um, I think that that fully functional, maybe it's a 30, maybe it's a 4070. If the, if the 40, uh, if the 4080 die is like a 4070 TI at some point, like if we get a TI for a small price uplift halfway through the cycle, I mean, you gotta assume NVIDIA is planning on that now. Oh yeah. I don't think NVIDIA intended to slow down their release of new architectures of GPUs from like every 12 to well maybe like 15 to 18 months actually they used to come even like inside a year like way back in the day but i don't think it was their intention to slow down from a yearly cadence ish to like 
what? two to three years. True Scott in Flowplane Chat said, what about the board partners, though? What about them? NVIDIA, as far as I can tell, does not care. <laughs> no. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think there's exactly zero Fs given by board partners. Man, you know what we did not do a good job of spelling out? We did a video. Uh, has it gone up yet? I actually don't remember. Maybe it went up? Yeah, yeah, it went up. Let me check. We went, yeah, no, it's up, it's up. We, went, we did a video on using an ARC GPU as a coprocessor just mm, for AV1 yeah. encoding. Yeah. And that's a pretty sweet video. But we actually were really focused on if you had a last-gen NVIDIA card and you don't need additional performance and you don't want to pay $900 for a 4060 Ti with the wrong label on it, right? <laughs> that, was, that was kind of the angle for the video. But what we really should have done was we should have focused on, hey, this is the one feature that just kind of kills AMD cards. Their encoder just has not been as good historically and apparently it's been improving I, I i know i keep saying that we need to take a closer look at it apparently it's been improving my understanding is it's still not on par with nvenc though so maybe we, what we should have done is positioned it as the solution to nvidia is amd plus intel which if i'd told you that like two or three years would have ago been you would have wild. told me i was an idiot yeah right but but it'd be cool but with how much cheaper an equivalently performant Radeon card is right people. now, right? For uh, you know, like a 6800 or like a 6700 right now. Man, those things absolutely rip. So if all you need is a good video encoder with how much cheaper they are, that's actually a totally viable alternative. Man. Someone in full paint chat said maybe they're trying to avoid lawsuits like the GTX 970. I think that's a completely different situation. Yeah, that's a different situation. For those of you who are who are not up on that, basically they had a version of the 970 that was um, three and a half gigs of the four gigs of memory ran at full speed. And the last half a gig ran at a reduced rate. And it was because of the um, the memory bus width on the card. And functionally... It made very little. I honestly, I felt that they should have disclosed it for one thing because they knew. But I felt that that one was a bit of a nothing burger in terms of performance because the reality of it was that the 970 was not such a performant card that you were going to reach the very limits of how much uh, data you needed to put in its VRAM without running into other bottlenecks. On it was that still card. BS. Like it was. It was. But, but I hear you. Stupid. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. But. Um, apparently, I, yeah, apparently it was all 970s, not a version. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, 970 jives with my memories. Sorry, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the 970 compared to the 980, which was uh, which was full die or, or which was a wider memory bus or whatever, uh, had that like issue or something like that. Yeah, so they they knew they knew and it was bad, but it also didn't really affect performance except in some like very very weird edge cases. Yeah. So, um, are they okay? We are discussion topics. Yeah. Okay. We've managed to make our way through the discussion topics without actually reading them. So that's pretty cool. Why don't we jump right into our next topic here? One that you really want to talk about, even though I don't see how this is a main topic. Okay. There's too much AI. Okay. Is the header for this topic. And this is this, this was spawned 
from we Luke can, uh, having a little spat with Google over, over the updated version of the Floatplane app for as Android. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you managed to fight with Apple and Google almost equally, All I think. the time, yeah. Like, it, used to, it used to just be Apple, and now Google's trying to catch up. They're really, they're unhappy that I'm not in conflict with them as much as I am. Well, I am now. They were unhappy that I was not in conflict with them as much as Apple. Um, actually, right now I'm beefing with Google more than Apple. So the problem, we tried to push a bug fix uh, for for the Android app for Floatplane. And the, the bug fix helped with Chromecast, whatever. The, the conclusion of the story is that you should be receiving that soon if you don't have it already. Um, it was approved at 8 a.m. this morning, so it's still propagating a little bit. But I, I believe you could go manually get it if it hasn't updated uh, for you at this time. But they didn't let us do it for a long time because they kept on rejecting our privacy policy by saying that it wasn't there. <laughs> We've had the same link to our privacy policy. Should I open it? So, I mean, you can if you want. Uh, we've had the same link to our privacy policy in the uh, App Store thing. This is it. This is the privacy policy. We've had the same link to it since we had an app. Um, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. never changed. Yep. It's been the same thing. It's been in the same spot. Yep. Like it just It's just how it's been. They said we didn't have one. Um, so... I noticed that we had, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of that word. Um, so I noticed that like, oh, okay, we actually had a redirect in place. Sure. Because we, we moved it at one point, but we redirected it. So if anyone had the old link, it would still work. Sure. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll make it so that it has the, the technically new link so that there isn't a redirect. Maybe something on their side is unhappy with the redirect. And I appealed. And I was like, the policy has always been here. Oh no. Okay. The first move was that I appealed immediately and was just like, hello yeah <laughs> like i i i detailed a bunch of stuff i was like this link has never changed this is exactly how it is i have checked it myself on multiple computers from multiple locations it works it's there maybe there was a temporary yeah. outage that somehow we didn't know about i you know not sure. not putting all blame on the other side maybe yeah. there's some on us could have been a misunderstanding yeah exactly you know i'm, just, I'm here to play ball but like yeah. i'm pretty sure it's in your court um and then they immediately spat back and were like nope not there okay so i removed the redirect so i just want to clarify the thing that's not there is this yes this is not there yep that's it i'm just checking and it looked like that the whole time yeah so like this yep so sorry, I just want to clarify. You might want this, to highlight it. Yes, that's yes. there. Yep, that one. Okay, just checking. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, remove the redirect, resubmitted, spat back out. No dice. Not there. Okay, sounds good. One of the members on the team uh, had a had a very good idea. A brainstorm that maybe it's because no one's actually reading it. Maybe it's because it's an AI that's trying to scrape the page. And maybe we're doing something that could be a little weird that could interfere with that. We tried a bunch of screen readers and other type of things to see if there was any problems. Wasn't really any problem. But the idea came up to do to do no background loading, yeah. which is something that we we do on a lot of different pages on the website. You should explain why. Uh, because loading those elements will make it so that when you go to that page, it loads faster. Yeah, it's so a good we're loading idea other pages other than what you're looking at. Yeah. So that just in case you click them, so it, it, the, the it'll app be super loads in the background, yeah. essentially. Um, so we don't do any background loading. And it's just it's technically just like it's just text. It's it's just the most basic thing we could possibly do. And then we send it back in and they're like, great, because no one ever looked at it. 
<laughs> no person saw that. Despite the appeals, despite whatever, I pretty much guarantee you, considering nothing has ever actually changed with the content on the page, and it looks identical, that no one ever actually saw you it. You know what's really mind-blowing to me about this? I mean, other than that this is mind-blowing? Yeah. When, when I went to Creator Summit, YouTube made like a really big show of how appeals to things like uh, content strikes are 100% manually reviewed. Yeah, not this one. And I'm looking at it going, okay, so you can afford to manually review an entire whole ass video, but just clicking a page, you know, hey. Would have been seconds. Yes, there is a privacy policy. No, no, the, the revenue, the 30% cut, the 30% revenue cut you claim you need to run the Play Store is not, not enough, enough to hire a handful, okay, probably a significant number of people, but but to hire a team of people to click through and go, yeah, that appears to actually be there. The AI might have got it wrong. Hey, we should probably flag this and make our AI even better, which you know might be a mission at Google to improve their AI's performance. Really? And you could you could have an AI go through and check off what I'm going to assume is 80 to 90 or even higher percentage of cases. And yeah. when it rejects stuff, just have a human just skim it. You, or don't, even, you just have to see no, the link. Even That's just it. reject it. Sure. But when it gets appealed, yeah. maybe somebody should look at it. And the text is like, hey, it's literally been there for years. You've been okay with it. For years, it hasn't changed. Maybe you didn't notice it hasn't changed, but it hasn't changed. Maybe you should look again. They didn't They didn't look. Yeah, very frustrating. But then the other side of it in brackets or not enough is the same thing. Because wow, what a hunk of junk. Yeah, so on the one hand, yeah, there's, there's, there's too much AI. But on the other hand, yeah, not enough. How could this thing possibly not know that there's a privacy policy on this page? Literally, the page does not look different now. No. It's only like background loading stuff that the team changed. Like and, this, and, and how it's formatted. This is but what like, it looked like. It's just text. This isn't an image or anything. They don't have to like parse an image and machine learning. You could, you could like, still read, read it. it with a screen reader before. That was like, one of the ways. Absolutely. Uh, it has the word privacy all over like it. And I mean, times. without implicating ourselves too much, I think that we borrowed a lot of it from other privacy policies. I mean, if someone else's lawyer said it's okay, it's probably okay. So did ours. <laughs> so did ours. We actually did. We did have a lawyer looking at yes, it. Yes. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like a lot of this verbiage, it's probably identical to other privacy policies on the internet because as far as I can tell, I actually haven't had to read a handful of them. There's a lot of just like, oh, yeah, this wording seems Super to work. Super generic. Yeah, why would, we, why would we reinvent this wheel? Uh, yeah, yeah. So you, you, they probably see a lot of redundancy in these kinds of documents. It can't be just us. So how could they possibly, possibly not compare it to something else? I mean, this is kind of like what we were talking about last week, where I will say, like, you know, call Jake into my phone, and it'll be like, sorry, which one? And you're like, Tyvee. And it's like, sorry, I can't find Jake Tyvee. I'm like, okay. Call Jake TV. Calling Jake TV. Like, no, but, well, the, if it's so close, get, on the one hand, you're one of the leading companies the in the together. world for AI. And on the other hand, you're like, Durr. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's very, it's very frustrating. And the amount of time that this stopped a bug fix 
from hitting. The thing that frustrates me the most is it seems like we get hit every time when it's a bug fix. Let the bug fix go through. Yeah. If I'm launching a new feature, okay. You know? More scrutiny, fine. At least the feature gets delayed, whatever. But it's a bug fix. Let the people have the bug fix. My goodness. So frustrating. But yeah, that's it. Do you want to talk about your hype uh, topic now, the Microsoft Surface event? No. <laughs> I want to talk about one of the topics that I asked to be in the show and isn't here. Uh, oh, okay. I want to talk about Netflix launching... Oh, the ad-supported tier. A cheaper basic... You basic, son? Ooh. A cheaper basic subscription with advertising in November. I wonder what they're going to do about ad blocks. Everything you need to know courtesy of the Daily Record. So you'll have to forgive me. The original source is in uh, British Pounds. Uh, that's another currency that's much weaker than yours, my American friends. I think it's five ninety nine U.S. It and six ninety nine Canadian or something. And four ninety nine pounds. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Isn't the pound like super weak now? I don't. Anyway, who knows? The point is that it will offer all the same features of a standard subscription, which is going to stay at eleven pounds sterling. Uh, but there will be a few differences, which is to say that it will not offer all the same features. For one thing, it will not offer an ad-free viewing experience. Greg Peters, Chief Operating and Product Officer of Netflix said, basic with adverts, that's British for advertisements, is everything people love about Netflix at a lower price with a few adverts in between. Hmm. What's a few? I mean, if you ask Google, maybe ten. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was an that was an experiment. That was. An I generally experiment. I generally see a few as three, but I I my understanding is that it's like three or more, right? I'd say I'd say if they have, I'd say it'll probably be a few. That that would be that would be my guess. They used the word a few, so it'll probably be like three. Pound is still stronger than USD. Okay, there by you a go. decent amount actually. Uh, basic with adverts, he went on to say, also represents an exciting opportunity for advertisers. Yeah, almost nothing good starts with represents an exciting opportunity for advertisers. I, I literally, yeah, I don't think I've ever been able to attach that to a positive statement. The chance to reach a diverse audience, including younger viewers who increasingly don't watch linear TV in a premium environment with seamless high-resolution adverts. Or have any money to buy anything. Well... Uh, subscribers of the new plan will also be able to enjoy a wide variety of great TV series and films on a range of TV and mobile devices. But this is another difference between normal standard Netflix and new Netflix basic, uh, is that actually some programs will not be available due to licensing restrictions. If I had to guess, I would say that some of the agreements that they've signed over the years probably specifically license for a non-ad supported platform and now that they are not one for these particular viewers uh that may no longer be a valid licensing agreement someone, uh, someone in philippine chat said it's 45 minutes per one hour per one hour uh, between 15 to 30 seconds in length five minutes per hour so wait. better than this hour has 22 minutes is it going to hold on a second is it gonna pop up in like the middle of a movie That Does anyone suck. know? I doubt it, because it's not. It's not. This, this isn't launched yet, is it? 
No, I, I don't think. No, no, it's not. I believe you can get it starting in uh, November. Okay. November 3rd, it looks Did like. Did they really interrupt a movie? I mean, realistically, YouTube interrupts the middle of a long video, but with YouTube, it's, I don't know, I feel like I have a different expectation. A movie. That's a really, that's a really like different. When I sit down to watch a movie, I got my pop. Like, okay, I'm kind of a freak about it. Like, I will sit there. While my if if I'm having trouble with like you know my Plex server or like the projector is not connected to the thing because the kids were fooling around with it or something, I will sit there while my ice cream melts, while my popcorn gets cold, and I will not take a bite of either of them until the movie has started. Like my movie snacks are for movie time, and that's it. I, I already all this is actually a thing. I already knew all of that, and he feels just that strongly about it, and always will. <laughs> so any no part of that was surprising. <laughs> it, there's like for me, there's something a little sacred yeah. about the about which is cool the movie watching experience. Yeah. And um, now I I don't really watch the Marvel films, but I know this clip. That's gonna be like watching with my wife. Iron Man's Bathroom gonna be break. sitting there with his glove thing with the gems, and I am Iron. This ad brought to you by... Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so good. And you gotta... you gotta. Oh, wait, I guess that'll be a Disney Plus only thing, but yeah, well, whatever. You gotta imagine that they're gonna use, like, machine learning to figure out the optimal cliffhangers Hopefully. to put ads oh. on so that your retention won't be affected oh. by it. Yeah, I was interpreting that the other way, but you're totally no, right. No, 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 it's going to be you're the totally evil right. version. Yeah, yeah definitely. No, it's 100% going to be the evil version. Yeah. Uh, people are asking, what about Adblocker? I suspect it's going to be pretty difficult mm. because Netflix is such a, an in-app experience on so many devices. Like, there, there, there may be ways to block it, but like, okay, even something like Piehole, to my knowledge, doesn't actually manage to block YouTube ads on something like a smart TV. I think Netflix also has... People always, I, I don't know why people don't really think about this, but every time I bring it up, people freak out at me and then figure it out later on. But they don't actually have that much content. What I mean is compared to like a YouTube or something, right? Mm -hmm. So they could bake in the ads if they really wanted. Mm -hmm. That's actually something we talked about as a DRM strategy for Floatplane back in the early days when we weren't really sure how to do it was if we were if we were going to have some kind of ad sponsor message yeah if we were going to have some kind of ad supported version of it how were we going to make sure that we were actually serving these bloody ads um and and yeah actually re-encoding the video with it in the video and then you'd have to have some kind of modification to the player so that skipping is not allowed during that section or once it's activated or something like that uh ultimately we decided against an ad supported tier just because it's like impossible to make money on it and you'd need business people to start selling the ads and yeah. like or you're joining some program and then you're gonna get worse rates and, yada, yada, and horrible yada. horrible horrible ads and i i don't like ads anyways yeah that's that's fair so we're we're float plane premium only mm -hmm. uh but anyway i think the main discussion question for me and okay i want you to answer this honestly will you downgrade no because I don't have it anyways. So I would have oh. to upgrade to but it. But you've had Netflix. I have. So put yourself back in that headspace. Will you downgrade knowing that the person it's going to affect is Emma? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 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 You want to know something funny? I don't have it right now, right? Yeah. I told her yesterday that this was a thing. 
because I was like, hey, <laughs> you wanted to get it yourself. It's cheaper. <laughs> but she's been, she's actually been doing really good. She hasn't watched any TV like at all in a long time. Um, okay. We're both working on, on self-improvement kicks. Um, wow, wow. Good stuff. I mean, you can, you can tell he's actually like, like smaller. I still have a long way to go, but I am significantly smaller. Yeah, now. like you don't even look like that much like bigger than me. Like there was a while where he was kind of big. I was I was a, I was a big boy. Um Yeah, how are you doing so far if you don't mind? Still 35 down? 35. Yeah. 35 down. It's a decent amount. I don't actually know when I started. Mm. <laughs> okay. So 35 down but from was, some arbitrary. It was at some point during this year. It wasn't at the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. It was some, I think it was probably like two to three months into this year. I know when I started my like walks, the ground was frosty at night. Okay. So it was around then. Yeah. So sometime in like the early spring or like late winter kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Since then I'm 35 down and I've been working out at the same time and gaining muscle mass. So nice. I'm 35 down, which is cool, but I'm also not like, that's not my main thing that I'm going for. Yeah, for sure. I it's mean, going to happen because I was too high up. But it's not the like main metric that I mean. Yeah, weight loss is not something that I focus on. At, like I yeah. don't, I don't focus on my weight at all no. because according to, according to, like, there's a lot of people that have pressed X to doubt that I weigh 170 pounds. Um, I really, really do. Butt naked on the scale, I'm like 169.8 or something like that. Uh, because if you just go by like BMI, be my calculator for men, I'm like obese. Yeah. Which is definitely not at at my right. fittest state that I ever was. Mine was like really bad. I don't remember what it was, but it was like you're like dying, <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm doing great. Um, yeah, my BMI is 27, which is like well into overweight uh, territory. Yeah, it's like this is it why BMI is such a anything. useless, absolutely useless measure. Mm-hmm. 36 pounds or kilograms? Yeah, no, that's that's pounds. Yeah, that's um, pounds. The 36 kilograms, the poor, the poor thing would be like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. That's neat. Um, actual, again, because I'm, I'm trying to put on muscle at the same time, actual fat loss would be like way more than that, but... Yeah. Hey, we should do a couple of merch messages. Uh, we'll do the rest of them towards the end of the show. Uh, guys, just a reminder, instead of Super Chats, instead of Twitch Bits or anything like that, the A-plus uh, top-tier smart smart boy, smart lady move is to send a merch message. If you uh, check out on lttstore.com, where there's going to be a little field there where whenever we're live, you can send a merch message. It pops up so- showing what you scored in the bottom there. And uh, if you have like a question or something, then our producer, Dan, what's up, producer Dan, is going to have a look at it. And if it's a good one, they'll curate. he'll curate it. If it's not, he might reply to it or just kind of pop it up there. You can also just like shout out people like, hi mom or you know whatever else and it'll scroll by on the little bar down at the bottom um and if we for whatever reason don't get to your message hey at least you get your order in the mail we've actually got a couple of special things to announce for the store first up we've got some new colors for the beanie uh oh yeah i guess this is a good time to switch out my hat we've got three new colors purple navy and olive I'm going to go with purple. I've already worn all these. I'm pretty sure I don't have lice. You are more than welcome to have one, but you also don't have to put one on because you're probably warm. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I know. Um, He's a warm warm boy. 
He's a warm boy, ladies it's, and gentlemen. It's, it's true. Um, so yeah, we've got uh, we've got our new colors, which is pretty sweet. And we've also got a deal. If you buy a 21 or 40 ounce water bottle and a lanyard, you can get a free dad hat. Just add the bottle, lanyard, and hat to your cart, and the deal applies automatically. It's. I think this might be the first time we launched a seasonal item like on time in the se- yeah like like during the actual season where it yeah. makes sense to wear it yep neat right oh it's also happening. the new beanies our new stock of beanies comes in these new paper they're just like a wax paper yeah sorry like a wax paper recyclable packaging um so if you get an old one it's still in the old plastic but the new ones will all come in the newer packaging we're just trying to get completely Good. away from plastic and foam yep. in all of our packaging yeah it's awesome Oh, uh, for those of you who want to uh, updates on the backpack, I should probably update you. There's been some confusion. People are like, okay, the page says that you guys ha- are, there's port delays. Uh, last week on WAN show, you're like, hey, the carabiners are all broken or they're recalled or whatever you want to say. But then Nick's tweeting on the Twitter that you're shipping out 15,000 backpacks next week. So what gives? Okay, 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 okay. All of those things are true. Yeah, there option have, D. Yeah, there have been port delays, okay? Uh, the carabiner's a problem, but we're going to fix it post-delivery. So that way you'll get to just use it because it's perfectly usable. It's just that the carabiner's uh, zipper pulls are not as durable as we'd like. We are working on a solution. You will get a solution in the mail, but you will get that after you get your backpack so all of those things are true and we have tons and tons of containers landing i think we have about 10 containers landing and we're going to be shipping those out as quickly as we can you guys are probably seeing things on twitter uh people up uh, you're seeing probably new reviews yeah but if people are actually getting screwdrivers and backpacks now it's not all fake which is which is amazing yes it is a toque game grime but i'm trying to speak to my american friends toque toque um all right i think that's pretty much it i thought i saw someone asking about oh black shaft screwdrivers yeah those are going to start start shipping probably about the end of the month if everything goes according to plan all right uh there's the deal did you go over the deal for the store i did okay uh, why don't we do a couple merch messages dan hit me okay sure i got one here from marxy fan noctua is releasing a thermal paste guard for ryzen 7000 did you have problems with getting paste in the notches? P.S. Watched Luke's mom episode of The Wan Show again today, and it was hysterics. There's a, there's a few of those, I think. Yeah, there's a handful of those. Uh, yes, getting paste in the notches is a bit of a pain in the butt. And uh, as far as I can tell, we actually got a couple of Noctua's paste guards uh, in the lab, and it works as advertised. It keeps paste out of the notches. To be clear, the paste in the notches, it's not, it's not going to affect performance or anything. It's just gross and hard to clean, so... Um, yes, it works. Apparently oh, Dan Dan's has an echo. echoing. Fortunately, Dan happens to be the one who sets up the audio for WAN show. So if you want to complain about it, you can complain to him directly. Got his Dan cam on here. Complain at his I, face. Uh, I wasn't listening to you. I was listening to the output. Um, you were listening to me just fine. Nope. I, uh, I gotta hear this. Hold on. <laughs> Why am I echoing? Uh, oh. should I read? Should you want me to read? I can read. Okay. Uh, hey, you're... Linus, I, I think we get this question fairly often, but I'm a longtime fan since the NCX days and a new dad. Do you have any tech tips with regard for raising babies slash toddlers? Oh, man. No general tips, only tech tips. Only tech tips. Only um, tech tips. Um, 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 I don't know. I mean, this is not a quick bit. You don't need a crazy fancy baby monitor. There, that's a tech tip. 
we had just like a cheap audio only just basic baby monitor and it was it was all we needed it feels like they they're trying to sell you like these super advanced it's got the video it's don't got get the ones that connect audio, to the internet it's got the, yeah 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 uh well okay that goes both ways right because if you've got the super basic kind that is like not internet is just like completely unencrypted uh, uh, RF, then that has its own also problems. Also issues with that. But at least the creepy person that comes through on your baby monitor will be someone close, so you can like, you know, grab a baseball bat and go find them if you're into that sort of thing. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So don't get don't get suckered into overspending on on crap that they're only going to use for like yeah twelve months tops. I support this message. They're not going to remember any of it. Like for real though, it, all they have to do is survive the first five years of their life. They will not remember literally any of it. So isn't there a bunch of like formative things? I don't know anything. I, you have to love them like and you know talk know at them and stuff. Yes, okay. there's a lot of language developed, but I mean like tech. Yeah, like like yeah. They, you know, what? they're not gonna be like you didn't splurge for the video one. You didn't you buy me nice enough. Me, you didn't buy me designer <laughs> pants. You know. Like it's just it's ridiculous. Every Why time, didn't you get me the baby Yeezys? I every time I exist. see a child wearing designer clothes, I die a little bit inside. Yeah. Like I don't know much about brands and clothes, but those appear to be like hundred and fifty, two hundred dollar pants. <laughs> um, are you an idiot? Like I'm not. Uh, sorry, uh, no hot takes. No hot takes. No hot bad takes. No hot takes. Bad lines. No bad lines. Apparently, there are baby Yeezys, though. <laughs> are they for children or women? Wait, what do you mean? Oh, like, wait. Like sugar babies. Oh. I don't know. It's a bad joke. Oh. Baby <laughs> Yeezys. I don't. Here, these are for you, baby. Are, is it for a child? I got it. Or, no, uh, they know, look it like they're matter. child Yeezys. Uh, child Yeezys, wonderful. Uh, can I go over to your screen? Uh, I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking. You have at. nothing incriminating, though, right? Uh, no. Here, right, we go. here we go. Um, oh, three hundred fifty dollar infant shoes. Whoa! <laughs> There's there are a bunch that are sold out. I don't care how much stock they had. That shouldn't be a thing. Those don't even look good. Like they're just <laughs> black shoes, and they're two hundred twenty-five dollars. Okay. That's a sandal. Okay. It's literally just a sandal. I mean, this one actually protects your foot less. <laughs> to be clear, I'm not saying you should buy the cheapest possible shoes for your kids. Um, actually, like important. proper support matters, so yeah. especially when their bone structure is not set yet. That makes sense. But you don't need to spend that much. That's for sure. <clears throat> oh man, I, no. that's tough. That's pretty. That's pretty tough. All right, especially because like like the infant shoes, they wear them for such a short period of time. That's another thing. You're better off buying more pairs of shoes that fit them properly, especially if you're going to have more than one kid, because then you're going to get another kid cycle out of them anyway. So it doesn't really matter that you bought a lot of them. Um, and that's another thing too, is like fast fashion and and disposable clothing is a huge problem. But when it comes to like like kids' clothes, it's way less of a problem because kids wear out their clothes like nobody's business and they're the kind of thing that there actually are poor people who actually do need it 
Right. Like there are families in need when it comes to quality children's clothes that actually lasts. So, you know, yeah, d like buying buying garbage that's disposable still sucks. But compared to adult clothes where you're going to wear them just like a couple of times and then literally nobody else will ever want them again ever. Uh, kids clothes, totally different. Like if you buy too many pairs of kids shoes, there will be a kid in need who needs those shoes. Like don't don't cool. worry as much about it. It's more important to have shoes that actually fit. I remember that being a thing with like cleats and like different like sports shoes. For sure. Is like that you'd go to uh, like sports replay or whatever. Like yeah, that. I'm super into sports replay. Yeah. This is awesome. Sports Langley. replay was sick. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're still open. That's cool. Yeah. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I went there recently. Yeah, I picked up some stuff for my son. Like uh, some, I needed like ski poles. And I'm sitting here going, what? I'm going to buy brand new like metal rods? <laughs> Stick of metal. <laughs> yeah. What if I have an idiot oh the fancy ones are hollow <laughs> um, we use ones for hollow we've had hollow rod technology for decades <laughs> you mean it's not made out of wood um but uh <laughs> but yeah I, I remember things like cleats would be in relative short supply especially when a new season would start or yeah. whatever um so yeah that's that's all that's all good as well i guess too like this isn't things i would think about but i the tops of shoes probably take a lot more damage on an infant because of crawling and oh, stuff, 100%. right? 100%. So yeah, they're going to thrash through that stuff. Oh, oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> RY over on Twitch chat says, yeah, but they're reinforced slash built with more quality. Yeah, that's a degenerate Twitch the, thing to say. Do you know how much a child weighs? <laughs> how reinforced does a metal rod need to be? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. I think you were probably trolling. Um, Apparently orphanages are like overrun with baby Jordans. Uh, this is something that I have not actually looked into, but that sounds hilarious. Why, why did Luke not know it was still open? <laughs> Does he not buy things? No, I don't. I still have my same pair of cleats from when I was in grade 11. They still fit. <laughs> Uh, there's They're actually fine. there's actually something I own from almost that far back. Uh, remember a couple seasons ago we went snowboarding. Mm -hmm. The pants I was wearing, the snowboard pants I was wearing, I got when I was nineteen. Nice. There you go. And the jacket was not far behind. I have owned both of those. For... Do you remember what I was using for a jacket? I've no. been on this kick for a bit. It's a windbreaker it? with a sweater under it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Let's that's go. fine. That's a good Let's hack. Go. That's a good hack. I think that's actually like pretty smart. That's a legit hack. Yeah. I don't mind buying a pair of snowboard pants though, just because they've got the waterproof seat and you end up, you know, especially when you're snowboarding with kids or a wife, uh, my wife, my wife, my wife, um, you end up <laughs> sitting and waiting a lot. So you can, you kind of need the waterproof, but yeah, snowboard pants are legit. Uh, all right, want to give us one more merch message before we uh, move on? Sure thing, yeah. I'm going to try some ASMR. I think we're getting some slap back here. This is from Alex. Linus, have your opinions on electric motorcycles changed? A few years ago on the WAN show, you were lukewarm on them. Uh, I got a zero recently as a cheap way into the EV space and have loved it. Curious on your thoughts. A zero? Uh, yeah, yeah. Zero is a brand of electric motorcycle. I haven't touched one since the last time I talked about it. So no, I can't say that my feelings on them have changed. I I just, I, I got on it and I was like, this thing has no soul. I no longer wish to be on it. And <laughs> uh, my one of my questions for you would be, well, did you ever, did you ever ride a, a gas powered motorcycle? Because it's the 
I don't like I'm not even a petrol head, right? Like I'm not a car guy, but there's something about the gear change, right? Like it's not about just the zero to 60, right? It's not about what speed you're getting to. It's about the the push. It's the journey. It's that it's that push when you like kick into a new gear. Like it's exciting, it's thrilling. And I just don't feel it on the on the EV. I went for a test drive and just I had the money on hand. I was ready to buy it. And I walked out with uh with a uh, like a service deal for my gas powered motorbike that i've continued to ride since then i actually am super excited no uh, yeah it's called torque no no i know it's called torque but it's the rhythm of it it's not just the torque an ev bike has lots of torque you could you could kind of replicate that experience by going onto the throttle and then off and then onto it again whatever but that's it's it's not the same thing it's not alive right like it's it's different and so uh, what I what I actually spent my electric bike money on is just completely giving the the gas powered bike a once over, and I also treated myself to something really stupid um, for a combination of furniture painting and painting my bike. I actually picked up furniture a painting. paint sprayer. Oh, but not just like like I we already own a paint sprayer like here at the office for like spraying the side of a building like we have like that kind, but like a fine paint sprayer like oh. so you can get like a really nice finish. Nice. And uh, I am going to do up my bike this off season in Lambo pink and green. Yes, I like was pretty sure it was coming, but not a hundred percent sure. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really and excited. I think- I'm gonna do my helmet too. I bought like a boring gray helmet. And I'm gonna do the like the green stripes. The green stripes. Then, yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. Nice. I uh, I, I think if you lived somewhere where you could bike more often, and it was like, you, you you biked to work actually every day and stuff like that, it could maybe make more sense for electric bike because then it's being done for economical reasons. Yes. But when it's a entertaining thing that you can do for a relatively short window of time. Yeah. Due to living in a rainforest. Well, it's not even just that. Like almost any time I go anywhere, I have a passenger. Even commuting to work, I work with my wife, right? Like we're coming from the same place, going to the same place. And she does not like riding on the back of the bike. So that's not really an option. So I almost never get to ride it anyway. So if I'm only going to ride it for fun, then it's going to have to be fun. Yeah, which totally makes sense to me. We should probably jump into another tech topic, then maybe do some sponsors, you know, sure. that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about... Uh, consoles? Maybe? Yeah, let's talk about consoles. Sure, Are wanna... console exclusives fair or no? Sony is beefing with Microsoft over the Activision Blizzard acquisition. That is a lot of big games. And there's some quotes that I'm going to reference that a lot of big games thing uh, to, to compare with in a moment. Microsoft also, blah, 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 sorry, touted bene- Microsoft is touting benefits for gamers, indie developers, and industry professionals. How? Who knows? Uh, Microsoft also plans to bring Call of Duty and other Activision Blizzard games to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. The discussion centers around Call of Duty because of the series, yeah, because of the series continued financial success and yearly release schedule with court, which corporate people just love. They did it to Assassin's Creed 2 and they ruined the whole series. It was awesome. Uh, Sony complained to the... <laughs> he was talking about this on the pre-show, okay? It's, it's it, the, the wound's a little raw right now. <laughs> Sony <laughs> complained to the Competition and Markets Authority in the UK. Sony believes that some Call of Duty players are likely to switch to Xbox due to in-game differences that could emerge between the PlayStation and Xbox versions of what is supposed to be the same 
game. There's also other issues. Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, has said that they are committed to bringing Call of Duty to PlayStation for several more years. Apparently, behind the scenes, that has been communicated as exactly three years um, <laughs> to PlayStation, which they say is inadequate on many levels um, and fails to take into account the impact on our gamers, also known as customers, also known as sources also of money. Also known as us. Yeah. yeah. Sources of money. I like that. Yeah. That's good. That's... Thanks, Philip, our source of money. <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> Not much money. It's a mystery water bottle. That's the discounted water bottle. You can get mystery t-shirts, mystery water bottles, and mystery cable ties if you don't care what color and style, and it's a good way to save a few bucks. The Some of the counter arguments is that PlayStation currently has a larger share of the console gaming market than Xbox, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, but the mm -hmm. CMA, uh, or the Competition Market Authority, considers that Call of Duty is sufficiently important that losing access to it or losing access on competitive terms the differences between platforms thing yep. could significantly impact Sony's revenues and user base. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a quote from uh, Microsoft chairman and CEO Sate Nadella, who responded by saying, "The number one player in gaming, in this case, Sony. Um, wait, hold on. The number one player, in this case, Sony. I think in this period. Oh, I think in this period has acquired three companies. So if this is about competition. Let us have competition. I don't think that's fair." I think that's ridiculous. My reason for that is Activision Blizzard is huge. Yeah. Acquiring Activision Blizzard is not necessarily comp uh, comparable to the acquisitions that Sony was yes. um, pulling off. And in that it's time. not like you haven't made other acquisitions as well. Microsoft. I think that is an extremely misleading quote. And speaking of misleading things that are trying to sway people, they also made a website about specifically just this. Um, a pro-merger website? Are you kidding me? News.microsoft.com slash Activision-Blizzard-Acquisition. Our vision for gaming. More choice and more games for people everywhere, except that's definitely not true. <laughs> Benefits of Activision Plus... Or sorry, Xbox plus Activision Blizzard. Benefits for players. Benefits for game creators. More ways to get games in front of more players through support, investment, and better access to gamers. Schwat? Um, it's Satya, not Sate. My bad. Sorry, Satya Nadella. Right after I said it, I was like, I'm pretty sure I screwed that up. Greater competition in traditional gaming where Sony and Nintendo remain the biggest. So that's their argument that they are not being anti-competitive, that they are not a traditional gaming company. They've been trying to fight this argument since Xbox Series. Yeah, when did the first Xbox launch? I mean, how long do you have to have been in this space to be traditional? Yeah. Xbox launch first. No, no, no. I, I think the argument there is that their console is not like, it's not, we're not a normal console. 2001 media station stuff and whatnot they've been in the market over 20 years you can't just be like oh yeah we're like the the you know we're just the the not traditional gaming company oh, okay someone in someone in full paint chat said three years on top of an already in place contract so that's six to seven years in total all it is is kicking the can down the road yes, whereas 100%. i understandably sony wants to keep the can yes. they they they, they want to make sure that their platform is going to have support um for call of duty like indefinitely right uh given what a cash cow it is i can totally understand why they would want to do that 
With that said, I don't think Sony has um, been, I don't think Sony's hands are particularly clean when it comes to delivering an even gaming experience on alternate platforms for their first party titles. You know that picture of the the Spider-Men pointing at each other? That's this situation. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that on the one hand, I look at it and I go, is Microsoft's behavior anti-competitive? Absolutely. Yeah. Is this website a giant load of horse sh- uh, Absolutely. Is Sony's behavior equally anti-competitive, if not more so? Absolutely. And is Nintendo worse than either of them? Yes. <laughs> it's an extremely toxic space. <laughs> Gamers, gamers, yeah. why are you toxic? <laughs> from top to bottom. Yeah, from the corporate side to the the individuals, it's just it's just kind of bad. Can we all just get along? One thing that really surprises me about the Microsoft plan to acquire Activision Blizzard is that Blizzard and Act whatever Activision Blizzard is such a gross company. There, I, I'm surprised this isn't in here, but there's another lawsuit on Blizzard. Really? Another one? For the same stuff. Like, is it fresh or is it from the I'm same era? I'm pretty sure it's Which, fresh. Which, to be clear, I am not bringing up because it excuses it in any way. I am bringing up because what I want to know is, have there been any reforms right. recently under Microsoft? Yeah, one... It is equally abhorrent whether it happened a year ago, 10 years ago, or 100 years ago. One day ago, Activision Blizzard is once again being sued for sexual harassment. This isn't in the doc. I don't have a lot of immediate notes on this. I just saw it come up again. Um, this is my level of impress right now. But yeah, it's it's happening again. And I'm actually really... Sur- ABK? Yeah, but not everyone knows what ABK means. I know what ABK means, but... I don't know what ABK means. Activision Blizzard King. So this is my, this is my point. Not everyone knows what ABK means. Um, so... Activision Blizzard and King, if you oh, care about King, mobile like games. Candy Crush. Yeah. Oh, yeah, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Activision yeah. Blizzard bought them. They bought them out. Like, it's not like it was a merger of equals. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just surprised that Microsoft wants to touch this. Because well, it's so gross. Well, they own it now. Do they actually already? Activision Blizzard? I thought so. I know it was like agreed on, but I don't think the. Oh wait, no, yeah, okay, no, through. no, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't entirely gone through. I don't, maybe they think they can clean house. I don't know. I hope they clean house really intensely when they do it, because like this is crazy. Yeah. Um, Apparently, it was from the past. HR did fire that person, but only after years of complaints. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, at least there's not new stuff happening, as far as we know. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there is. I mean, if it takes years of complaints for anything to come of it, then maybe Apparently, we just don't know yet. There was 700 reported incidents of um, rampant sexism, harassment, and discrimination under CEO uh, Bobby Kotick. Yeah, your favorite person. Oh, yeah. He's just, a big fan. Just a wonderful human being. Yeah, he's a big fan of Bobby Kotick. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big slash S. Can we just... Can I just clarify <laughs> yeah. for y'all? But yeah, I, it's this. Honestly, ever since the beginning, I've been really surprised that Microsoft was was doing this just because of the major. Yeah, and Bobby's still there. Yeah, he's such a resilient little. Nope, I'll I'll stay it. But he's very resilient. That's what I'll say. He'd probably survive a nuclear blast. Um, so you're but, saying he's a cockroach? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. 
I just somehow he's able to dodge that, all of these bullets. That was just a way for you to call him a cockroach, wasn't it? Yep. Okay. I see yeah. what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I don't I don't understand how like very clearly he's been a part of these things, but everyone's just like, it's fine. He could stay. Yeah, we'll my just fire everyone is else. After the merger, he still stays CEO of Activision he Blizzard. Somehow stays around. Yeah. And and I I feel like it shouldn't be a surprise that while all this crazy stuff is going on, it yeah. came out that he was having meetings with Microsoft to like sell everything, but then he wants to still stay around because he's like, well, I'll just have someone else take these shots. I I have no idea how he's able to stay around. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. And get rid of us not talking about our sponsors yet. Yeah. Thanks to FreshBooks for sponsoring today's show. Now, I'm going to go ahead and guess that you're not an accountant, which is why you're going to love FreshBooks software. It's built for freelancers and small business owners who don't have time to waste on invoicing, accounting, and payment processing. In fact, FreshBooks users can save up to 11 hours a week by streamlining and automating pesky admin tasks like time tracking, following up on invoices, and expense tracking with features like the new digital bills and receipt scanner. Over 24 million people have used FreshBooks and love it for its intuitive dashboards and reports. It's easy to see at a glance exactly where your business stands, and it's even easier to turn everything over to your accountant come tax season. 94% of FreshBooks users say it's super easy to get up and running, and with award-winning support, you're never alone. So try FreshBooks free for 30 days, no credit card required, by going to freshbooks.com WAN. So, what will you do with 11 more hours each week? Thanks to Hetzner for sponsoring today's show. Hetzner is one of the leading hosting provider and data center operators in Europe with hundreds of thousands of servers in operation. By combining its strengths in innovative technology, attractive prices, expert support, and flexible customer service, Hetzner has expanded its market both within and outside of Europe. They operate their very own high-tech data centers in Nuremberg and Falkenstein, both located in Germany, and in Helsinki, Finland. Hetzner offers high-performance cloud servers for an amazing price, and with their latest location in Ashburn, Virginia, you can deploy cloud servers in four different locations and benefit from features like load balancers, block storage, and more. So deploy a cloud server in seconds using Hetzner by clicking the link in the show notes. Thanks to Nord Security for sponsoring today's show. Nord Security is there to make you feel safe in everything you do online, and you can get four months free on all Nord products. Whether that's NordPass, a cross-device password manager, NordLocker, an encrypted cloud storage system, or NordVPN, an online security solution. You're even securing your purchase because Nord Security offers a 30-day risk-free money-back guarantee. So save on a two-year plan and get four months free today by going to nordsecurity.com WAN or by checking out the link in the show notes. Thank you, Wellfront, for sponsoring The WAN Show. Is your bank keeping money that could be yours? If you're earning less than Wealthfront's 2.55% annual yield, then they might be. Interest rates have been going up this year, which means banks have been earning more on your savings. You could let your bank keep that money that they're making. You know, maybe you like to donate to your bank. You like to donate to your bank? Actually, your bank is super nice, but... Most banks, I think, are... Still don't want to donate to them. Yeah, that's fair. They're a bank. Or you could switch to a high-yield account like Wealthfront and earn 2.55% APY. It's easy to sign up. Plus, you get unlimited transfers that are completely fee-free and up to a million dollars in FDIC insurance through partner banks. No account fees and no minimum balance. So why wait? Join nearly half a million people who already use Wealthfront to earn... Excuse me. Wealthfront to earn 15 times more than the average U.S. bank. If you're in the U.S., go to Wealthfront.com and get a free $50 bonus with an initial deposit of $500. That's Wealthfront.com slash WAN. The show is also brought to you by UILicious. 
UILicious is an automated website testing tool to help with your user experience. So there is no need to spend time testing manually. Well, at least not spend all your time. You should still probably test some time. Uh, spend some time. They make it easy to catch bugs on your site or app before your users do. It's easy to learn, easy to set up, and requires no professional coding knowledge. So next time your developer or e-commerce platform pushes a new update, let UILicious run your testing automatically, saving you time while protecting your business from bugs. Use code WANSHOW at UILicious.com or follow the link below to save 30% on your first 12 months. Finally, the show is brought to you by Squarespace. That's a classic. Do you think making a website is hard? Well, it is. But not with Squarespace. With Squarespace, you'll have your website up and running in a matter of hours. They have award-winning templates that'll help your website stand out from the crowd. So say goodbye to drab, GeoCities-inspired hellscapes, and say hello to Squarespace. Plus, if you're interested in how your website's doing, which you should be, they have tools to help you find out what you're doing right and what you're doing <clears throat> less right. Both LinusMediaGroup.com and LTXExpo.com were built quickly using Squarespace. And if you ever get stuck making a website, they have a 24-7 support team that is ready to help you. Don't wait. Go to Squarespace.com slash WAN and you can get 10% off today. Guess who's going to be joining us on the WAN show very shortly? I have no idea. The Didn't one and know. only Colton Potter. Oh. Can you guys hear him all right? I hope you can hear him all right. He'll pick up. He'll pick up. I think he's driving. Drives a long way to work. Lives in the middle of nowhere for some reason. He does. Seriously? Clearly, I'm being blocked. Ignore. Hey, sorry, Mr. Cole. Uh, You're not oh, sorry. Hey. You're not sorry even a little. Yeah. This guy. All right. Well, we'll try him again later. I was hoping, speaking of LTX, that we could announce dates. Oh. Yeah, we, we do know them. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really the venue know. Is booked. I don't understand why we can't if the venue is booked. I I, I don't know. I yeah. I'm not in charge of these things. What do I, what do I know about any of this? Yeah, I just work here. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that we can announce them. I'll try them on Teams. Maybe he's like at his computer and he doesn't have his phone or something. So while that's ringing, uh, oh, that's really loud. Sorry. Uh, why don't we, why don't we start something else? <laughs> uh, da -da 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 -da. we did consoles. Quest Pro. Yeah. So, hey, if I'm an investor, right? Okay. I'm a, I'm a Wall Street fat cat or whatever else. Okay. I'm looking at what Mr. Zuckerberg over there is doing with Meta and this Just giant, giant money furnace that he's running over there with the metaverse. And I am sitting here going, what the F are you smoking, son? Because for him to come out and say that he wants a VR AR headset to be as essential as a cell phone has become, like on the one hand, yeah, I can I can see it. I can see I can envision that future. I could write a sci-fi, you know, sure. skit. Yeah. You know, I, I could write some short story, okay, about that future, and it would be sick. It would be so cool. Uh, the problem, though, is that just like with the rest of the technology industry, Moore's Law ain't going to get us there or because of the way that Moore's Law is slowing down. Any, any line that we draw 
to extrapolate where we're going to reach this supposed future, where our AR glasses that can either fully block out the light or they can augment our, our reality with like superimposed menus over restaurants or, uh, you know, names and the names of their kids at, you know, parties of people that we don't see that often. Um, the future where those actually look like a freaking regular pair of glasses is so far out that I, 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 I don't know if my kids will live to see it let alone, you know, me and Mark, who I think are, I think we're the same age. How old's Mark Zuckerberg? No idea. Ready Player One already exists? No. Unless you're literally trying to be super literal and you're talking about, like, the book and the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something that could actually go mainstream. Yeah. That's not... He's talking about, the like, the headsets and the, the, the technical level of the, the headsets, not, not, yeah. Yeah, not the not the concept. Yeah. The concept is there. I mean, the you know the the metaverse. Okay, it's a thing. The problem is that we're sitting here going, uh, okay. They just announced the MetaQuest Pro, which is a fifteen hundred dollar VR headset with one to two hours of battery life. Okay, hold on. We'll get to that. We'll get. Sorry, to that. I just <laughs> new processor, new screen. Oh. Dramatically redesigned body and controllers, inward-facing cameras for the eye and face tracking that it can do, and a color video feed for mixed reality apps. Okay, the Quest Pro is going to sit alongside the 399 Quest 2, which Meta will continue selling as well. But where the Quest 2 is mostly focused on fitness, games, and entertainment, the Quest Pro is aimed at businesses and professionals who can afford its higher price tag. And there are applications for VR in a professional setting. For sure. Like, for example, you know, allowing a client to walk through an architectural design or allowing, a, big one. allowing a shopper in a, in a virtual showroom to see what that couch might look like in their living room. There, there's, there's totally valid use cases for it. The problem is that those are all business use cases that are temporary. They're only needed while you are shopping for that item or working on that project. They are not something that you actually need to carry around with you day to day. And this device is not even close, not even close to something that you would want to wear for long periods of time. It's, it's way better. Better. But it's still big. Yep. It's still heavy. It still has like a forehead plate. I think for <laughs> that'll yes. be a big indicator. When we don't necessitate forehead plates anymore. Yeah. When I can drive down the road wearing it, that's when it can go mainstream. And we are just like, like we're so far away. I mean, I remember when the first VR headsets were coming out. What, like seven, eight years ago? was really when like DK1 yeah. started landing in the hands of consumers. That sounds about right. Yeah. Maybe a little bit longer than that. Yeah, I, I remember then us going like, yeah, but with, with the state of the advancement of this technology, we're going to see the pixel density go like, and we're going to see the processing power go, and it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be, a, that didn't happen. To like, be fair, getting... it, also, it also went in a direction that I think neither you nor I suspected. Um, where they moved the processing power to the device. Yes. Um, and that still feels like the wrong way to me. It's I still, don't work in the space. Okay. I'm probably wrong for a bunch of reasons, but 
it's the it's right way for now. What we're going to need is they're going to, they're never, okay, well, I shouldn't say never, never say never. They could be standalone devices, but I think realistically, we're going to go from relying on a connected device at where we started was a computer to being standalone with a computer built into the headset to relying on a connected device, but this time a wireless link to a computer yeah. in your pocket yeah. and then back to being a standalone device if we manage to get there. If and we, that'll be like way future. That is probably going to happen over a span of decades. And and this is not just based on nothing, right? Like I think we saw the early VR headsets and we assumed a similar development path, like a similar trajectory of miniaturization and increases in performance that drove the personal computer to just unbelievable heights throughout the 90s and the early 2000s, right? But we didn't get that. We got Moore's Law already slowing down and development actually being pretty slow. I mean, we've only seen, what, since the original Rift actually launched, maybe two actual generations of VR headsets where we look at it and go, yeah, that's a lot better than the previous one. And I don't think that the experience has, aside from better resolution in the screen and to be in fairness, like Facebook has done some pretty incredible stuff with the limited processing yeah, power that they sure. have in these standalone devices. Um, other than better pixel density and higher FPS and not by as much as I might have thought, I, I, I don't think the experience has fundamentally really changed that much. And like I, I actually finally got a chance to play around with the HoloLens. It sucks. It's like laggy and the field of view the field of view sucks. is horrid and when did they first announce hololens like goodness gracious wasn't that back in the google glass days that would have been like also like seven years ago yeah i think it's about seven years ago i think dk1 is is more than that um well i mean when it actually started landing in people's hands because we did that collab with lou right from unbox therapy and that, that was, was in, in the, the house, old though. house we've been in this building for seven years so and then we were, oh, maybe eight. I think we've been here almost eight years, Luke. I think it's like nine. No, no, because the company's going to turn 10. Yeah. And we were in the house for six months. Then we were in the other more different house for about a year and a half. Okay. So we've been here about eight years, I think. Okay. Uh, January 2015. Man, I nailed it. Go, Linus. Um, <laughs> so yeah, seven years and change was when they first announced <laughs> HoloLens. And it's still, like, it was useful. I saw it as part of my visit to the Intel uh, into the Intel fab. And what was cool about it was it allowed a remote technician to help just someone who's never seen this thing before, um, you know, screw all the right things into the right things for, for performing maintenance and stuff like that on, on these super expensive machines where you really cannot afford any extra downtime and you can't afford a mistake. It was absolutely usable, but it was like glitchy as crap. And, We've seen this pattern time and time and time again. Did you see the the um, did you see the machine learning computer vision uh, superimposed ads on NHL um, uh, the NHL sideboards? No, oh. I don't think so. It's really really bad. Uh, check this out. So yeah, here we go. So guys, guys, look at this. Because the thing is, like, yeah, AI, machine learning, computer vision, they keep getting they keep getting better and better and better. But this was seven years in the making. 
Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Like, that's a problem. Because, see, this is the actual board here, right? Yeah. And then this is the digitally superimposed garbage. Wow. And SO passes to Rogers. Passes to... <laughs> I hate it so much. Yeah. It's rough. And I know, I know. It's really easy to look at the technology we have now and go, yeah, it's like, it's impossible. It's never going to get better. I, I'm not that, I'm not that kind of person, right? Like I, I, I love technology. I want to see it advance. It's just, these are really, really hard problems to solve. And to imagine for a second that we are going to take the kind of performance that is running an application like this, like this is a big GPU array. This is sucking back hundreds, maybe thousands of watts, okay? We're going to take that, and we're going to be able to seamlessly, without <laughs> glitches and, and odd behavior, put that in something you can wear and not look like a complete glass hole, okay? To imagine that's going to happen in a short amount of time is ridiculous. I mean, when, when Elon Musk came out and said, every Tesla shipping today will be capable of full self-driving. To anyone who knows, who, who follows technology, who follows high-performance computing and, and machine learning hardware, to anyone like that, it should have been obvious that that was not true. Because we already knew that with, with the technology we had then, even if they were so efficient, they were double the performance of the GPUs of that time, or triple, it wasn't even close. It wasn't yeah. even close. Yeah. I, when did I do that event? Whenever I went to Facebook to go visit Oculus, I said it was going to be 10 years, or no. I didn't say it was going to be 10 years. The guy I was interviewing with that was there said it was going to be 10 years. And I agreed because I was saying similar things outside of that. But then someone at Facebook actually literally said it. And I was like, thank you. 10 years for what? Since it, until it'll actually turn mainstream. Oh, I see what you mean. Yep. Um, and that made sense to me. And now I'm feeling like that was actually not conservative enough. <laughs> yeah. Because like it, there's arguments that can be made for for oh, Quest who actually did go mainstream because they are trying to differentiate this. They are saying that it's for professionals. And, Quest three is coming and it will be and low price business as well. people yeah. and yeah. Quest three blah 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 blah. So I don't think this is like the death of it or whatever. I'm concerned about the jump that Quest three will be. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um. Because. People are going to hate this. I bet you a very, very huge amount of those Quest 2s are sitting in boxes. Really? I think so. How often do you hear about them? Oh, sitting in boxes, like not being used. Yeah. Like people bought them, yeah. got some really good use out of them. I think they yeah. genuinely did. Got some exercise. I think people enjoyed it. I think it was good. And then... There were things that were kind of annoying. People were definitely able to tell that it's not really there yet. It's not really ready yet. It's still a little laggy. Oh. It doesn't feel that great. This is interesting. I scrolled down to the reviews section, and even though it is overwhelmingly five-star, four-star, the top reviews, which I don't fully understand exactly what the logic is, are all negative. Negative. 
with lots of people finding them helpful. Yeah. IPD sucks. Everything's blurry. Yeah. Uh, hate having to have Facebook for this. Yep. A month later, it's an annoying brick. Yep. Um, okay, is this just... Oh, man. Okay, is this part of this just review bombing? bombing? A lot of people have a Facebook account, and to them, it is not a huge impediment that you need a Facebook account for this thing, and I don't think you even need it anymore. I don't think you need it anymore. Hmm. I don't know, It might know, be man. a bit of a mix. I might be uh, getting influenced by... The like Facebook negativity. Uh, not gonna lie, Fair. I feel I mean, it as well. You don't use your VR headset much, though, do you? Not much. I don't have space for it. Oh, Colton's available. Oh, goody. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hashtag love Colton. Apparently, Hassan needs help with his computer. Well, then uh, maybe he should um, go to Geek buy a computer next time. So that he'll have support for it. <laughs> he got a free computer. Sir? Uh, yeah, can we announce the LTX dates? Oh, we can announce the LTX dates. Nice. He should do it. Do you it. know when they are, Linus? Because I do. No, I, I don't. July 29th and 30th, 2023. Okay, 29th and 30th. And that's when the Backstreet Boys are going to be in Vancouver then, right? Stop. No, no, maybe. I don't know. I didn't check. I wouldn't be surprised with your luck. Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, Sunday. Okay. July 29th and 30th, 2023. Okay. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. And it's been four long years. It's happening no matter what. I don't care. If, like, you know, we're you, doing it. Even if you're not with us anymore. Yeah, exactly. Even if I don't work for the co- I'm going to be there. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Perfect. All right. All right. Thanks, Colton. Thanks, bye. So there it is. If you have any other reason to be in Western Canada, um, then that's a good time to line it up so you can come hang with us at LTX 2023. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Plot twist. It's when Blink-182 is touring Vancouver. Yeah, Tom is back. I know, right? It's weird. I know, right? It's weird. Blink-182, man. It's weird. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I honestly, I hope I'm wrong. I don't want to be right about this. If I'm wrong, that would be great. And individual people are going to tweet me and be like, mine's not rotting in a box. And I'm going to be like, that means nothing. You're a single person. Um, Sample size of one. Yeah. Love it. I, I suspect that a surprisingly high percentage of Quest 2s are sitting forgotten and unused. Um, they, there's definitely a user base that is still using them. And that's great. That's good. Hooray. Um, but yeah, like going from an index to a quest two was disappointing. Um, oh, well, yeah, but like big time. Well, yeah, like I didn't really want to play it at all. Well, yeah, yeah. So I like, it's okay, yeah. but it's, it's not, it's not something that, yeah, it's I, like not really ready in my opinion. And I'm not necessarily certain that Quest 3 is going to be able to fully bridge that gap. I hope it does. Yeah. My assumption is that it won't. But maybe it will. What are our other major topics to talk about here? Oh, and other NVIDIA news. Uh, actually, we've got a few things here. Uh, they quietly removed the light hash rate limiter oh, yeah. in their latest driver, apparently. Now that Ethereum mining is not really a thing. Uh, there since- is other mining. 
but I guess they don't care about that because nobody's doing it anyway. Uh, they have actually removed the limit, so you can mine to your heart's content on uh, light hash rate cards. And I wanted to give you guys an update on a mark bench, the benchmark, and our 4090 situation. So in our 4090 review, we actually had some numbers that were <clears throat> not accurate, uh, particularly for, uh, if I recall correctly, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was one of them, and then there were there were a couple of other there were a couple of other issues. Uh, we're gonna have I think a full update for you guys on what exactly happened, but it seems to stem from some platform instability that was causing crashes that were causing the game to reset settings that we had already applied, um, and the numbers were wrong. Now that's no excuse because we should have at some stage in our review, caught that those numbers looked, as the kids say, sus, and we should have fixed them. But all I can really say at this point is, yes, we should have. We're going to do better going forward. And that doesn't mean that we're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. Mark Bench development is absolutely moving forward. We're expecting it to do nothing but improve. And one of the things that we're going to improve about it is this kind of uh, built-in sanity checking. Uh, we've also got a new workflow where everything is going to have to be reviewed by an additional pair of eyes before publication. And hopefully this will be the last time you guys see something like that from us. Uh, the next big launch is, of course, going to be Intel's 13th gen processors. And we are well underway with testing. Uh, very, very excited to share the results with you guys. Uh, I guess that's pretty much it for that. Uh, there's going to be a video detailing a little bit more of exactly what went wrong because we've also come across some very curious performance anomalies uh, on AM5 separate from what we observed in our radi uh, Radeon uh, RTX 4090 review. Does Linus ever game in the stream? No, this is the WAN show. Twitch chat. Just I can't, you guys. Technically, if he if, if the person is asking on this channel, then then yes. Oh, sure. I but guess very infrequently. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about? I mean, I guess there was the Surface uh, event. Surface Pro X and Surface Pro Eight have both received refreshes. It exists. Pro Eight is now Intel twelfth gen, which is better, and the Pro X gets a new Microsoft SQ three ARM processor provided by Qualcomm. Um, both the Pro 8 and Pro X are now integrated into one Pro 9 line, available October 25th, or you can pre-order now, not that we'd recommend that. You should wait until it's been reviewed. And it starts at 1000 for the Pro 8, and the Pro X uh, becomes the Pro 9 with 5G, starting at 1300 These are very confusing naming. Okay. Uh, bah, bah, bah. They'll make the CPU the only difference between the ARM and the non-ARM models, and... Surface Laptop 5 is now all Intel. No AMD option. Whoops. Okay. And People are pointing out that scrolling. you also played minor VGA on WAN Show. I actually did do that. Okay, that's fair. And there's a Surface Studio 2 Plus, the all-in-one PC. Um, it has outdated specs. Cool. It has an 11th gen CPU. Cool. And a 3060, which is definitely... Yay! Good timing for a new device launch with the GPU in it. Nice. New GPUs around the corner. Okay, cool. Um, why don't we talk? Why don't we do some merch messages? Yeah. Dan, oh, hit me, yeah, my man. We'll get back in here. 
Let's see. Okay, this is from Eric. Hey, Linus, I know you play badminton a lot, but have you ever tried pickleball? Big thanks to all the LTT crew. I have tried pickleball. It's super fun. And when I get too old to play badminton, I will definitely play me some pickleball. Why is that a thing? Is there less movement? It's, um, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, like particularly doubles, uh, high, high level pickleball can be played with actually very little movement because the projectile doesn't need to bounce. So it ends up being a lot of like both, pe uh, both partners, like kind of kind of like volleying like back and forth like in the air without bouncing um so because you can cover so much of the of the court space and like lobbing it over the person is very difficult so a lot of seniors play pickleball kind of like that and it's a way to stay active but not like cool you know have to run around the court like you do in something like badminton yeah and like like big sudden lunges and yeah stuff exactly like that, which can be really bad exactly Next question. Okay, this one's from Tristan. Uh, what is your advice for young adults who are transitioning into independence? I don't know. I don't know if I ever, I, if I ever transition into independence. Some one of the jokes that I make sometimes, depending on if it's an appropriate joke to make, is that I've never bought a pair of underwear for myself. I went straight from my mom buying my underwear to Yvonne buying my underwear. So wow, to Nick buying my underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> LTTstore.com. Yeah, in all fairness, I don't buy my own underwear anymore. I didn't really think about that. Wow. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, got another one from Anonymous. <laughs> uh, hey, Linus, uh, is the company interested in whale investors? If so, who do I reach out to? Uh, well, the first thing you're going to want to do is figure out how to speak a language other than... I, I mean, they did type this out. Like, it's beautiful, but I don't really understand it. Yeah. Uh, so that's tough. Fair um, enough. Yeah, I, 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 if text is an option, right? Like, if you've got an accessible keyboard that allows you to, like, fin, uh, fin type or, or you know, I, 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 well, my understanding is whales often have quite agile, like, mouths, quite okay. dexterous. Yeah. Uh, dexterous mouths. Yeah. Then uh, that's that's an option. So you could, you could type. We could correspond via text. Yeah. Um, as for who to reach out to about it, okay, in all seriousness, I will actually answer your question right now. We are not looking for any outside investment right now. We are, we're pretty, we're pretty flush with cash, actually. Uh, the community response to both the backpack and screwdriver launch has been overwhelming. We have covered our, uh, like our development costs for both of those projects and are now in the black on both of them. They're both shipping. Uh, we're in we're in great shape. I mean, there's always. I mean, it, it always depends on the magnitude and the terms. If you have a billion dollars and you still let him do whatever he wants, maybe there's a conversation there. Yeah, I mean, I'd have that conversation for yeah. sure. But like, depends how big of a whale you are. I mean, if you're if you're that big of a whale, you probably have someone on staff who's smart enough to figure out how to get in touch with also me. Also that. Um, so you know, it's like it's that sort of thing, right? Uh, but it's like, do you have enough blubber? Do you have enough blubber? Yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question though. Like to be clear, it's not like we it's not like we couldn't use some investment. Like if you were to come and say, "Yeah, look, I only want a small percentage of the action and this investment is going to be such that Creator Warehouse could have multiple logistics hubs." 
um, bring the whole thing in house and you could, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, you could triple the footprint of the lab and accelerate the, you know, minimum viable product from eighteen months to like twelve months. Like, you know, if if it was if it was really going to have a, a real impact on our ability to to scale, then maybe. But as it is right now, we we are not cash limited. Mm-hmm. We're we're limited by, like, it's hard to hire. Um, we're limited by just the 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 pace of decision making right like you don't want to just expand for the sake of expanding you want to make sure that everything you're doing is carefully considered and meaningful you don't want to just build more products because you like had a cash infusion and you just like build as many products as you can that's that's not a that's not a healthy way to grow and i think that would be a disservice to the investor if, if they were to come in and say yeah well like my expectation is my investment grows so uh do things dumb that are different from how you used to do them like that's not good right so i would have to feel like we're providing you know a a good value for you. And I feel like in the situation we're in right now, we probably wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've had, a we've had a lot of conversations internally about, you know, what would be the right ways to raise money. And there's, um, you know, the answer usually comes down to don't. Yeah. Yeah. Cause no matter what it is, like on the one hand, it sounds cool, right? Yeah. To say like community oh, we get a big ownership and oh yeah, that too, yeah. right? Like oh yeah, we're the we're like the community owned media outlet or something like that. But at the end of the day, anytime there's an opportunity to make money, you're going to have people who are not community members, who are investors, who are just looking for a return. And investors typically want a return that beats other returns. They're putting their money to work. That's the whole wheel. That's the whole mouse wheel that everyone's running on is it's not about just running a profitable, successful company with a good brand image and with ethical practices. Well, that's not good for investors. Investors want you to maximize profits so that their money is working as hard as it possibly can. And I'm not going to promise that. Yeah. Your money might not work as hard as it can because we might think that that isn't the right thing to do. Um, you know, like there's, there's, there's verticals that we just don't accept sponsorships from outright. We've had so many opportunities to take, for example, supplement sponsors. Mm. There is a ton of money in supplements. That's a minefield. That's a huge minefield. Let me tell you about how much money there is in supplements because it's cost nothing. Right. And it's like 40 bucks for this jar of God only knows what that has who knows what effect right um and so i've always just been extremely uncomfortable with it like that i could I, there would be exceptions where i where i could potentially take a sponsorship from a company that is like a drug you put in your body um like mark cuban's thing looks super cool that super low cost um pharmaceuticals thing. oh yeah that's totally different that, though. but the, but that's totally that's and a that, to- that's wicked but totally different yeah that's a totally different situation um so, you know, I, I feel like if we had investors breathing down my neck going, well, well, uh, if you guys had your own line of supplements, then y- you guys could be increasing your revenue by 20% and look at the margin. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. It's gross. You want some more? 
Yeah. All right, this one's from Logan. I have finally convinced a friend who loves retro gaming to buy a PC. I built many uh, for my friends, but this time she has had so many issues that at this point I feel like I've made a mistake. Uh, has something ever happened to you? Like, like that? This. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course, yes. I mean, we were talking about it earlier on the stream. Hassan is having problems with the leftist PC that we built him, and I'm sitting here going, well, now it's my problem. Except I've been through this enough times that I'm sitting here going, eh, he's got money. He'd buy a different computer if he doesn't like it. <laughs> so, so. Or, or pay for someone to deal with it. Yeah, and like I know that when it's a when it's like a personal friend and you like built it for them and they actually like probably paid for it, unlike Hassan. Um yeah, there there's there's an emotional uh I, I don't know I don't know how to describe it, but definitely like like regret, remorse, um upset that goes along with it. Like the last thing you want to do as the the tech friend, right? is get someone to buy the wrong thing because then A, they wasted their money and B, they damaged like the trust. that It's, it's your reputation on the line. Like I take, I take my reputation seriously. If I recommend something and you guys are like, hey, that company was actually a total grift, I feel awful, right? So yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. And... More like problems. I mean, I don't even know what the, I don't even know where to start with it, right? Like, all you can really do is update the firmware, update the drivers. Um, like, maybe it's, maybe it's crashing issues or, I don't know. Okay, I got another one here from Philip, Linus slash Luke. What do you think about the imminent collapse of the SFF case manufacturer lock? Did they price themselves out of the market with a GPU limited SFS case at 350 US dollars? I didn't know that Locke was going out of business, but um, I guess that sort of reflects how important um, Locke was. I mean, there's so many copycats in the space that do pretty much the same thing, um, like in the small form factor case market in particular. And the volumes are small pun intended. So you have to make good margins on these cases in order to build a viable business. Um, and so that in, in turn keeps the volumes very small. And there's so many competitors fighting over this like handful of small yeah. form factor cases that people are actually buying. Because here's the thing, guys. It's super cool to do showcase builds in small form factor cases. But like Andy, for example, had a, has a small form factor PC that we did for his Intel Extreme Tech upgrade. He totally regrets it. It's like, I wish I just had a normal tower because when the time comes to do any kind of maintenance or perform an upgrade, you're just like, oh, this sucks. I had one for my VR PC and I was like, oh, this sucks. And now I just use MATX. So I grabbed a Cerberus, which is still really small, but actually just uses like pretty standard components and I can get in and out of it pretty easily. And even then when we were talking about the arc 30 day challenge, I was like, yeah, I'm only going to do it if Dan changes out my GPU for me because it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I, I have honestly always been quite confused at the sheer volume of companies that are in the small form factor space uh, because the costs to make hardware are crazy. 
they're really, really, really high. And then you think about yeah. like, like how many people do you, he probably knows more, but how many people do you know that actually run small form factor computers? Oh, very few. Very few. Yeah. And if there was money in it, right? Like if it was a viable business. The big players would be more in Corsair it. and Cooler Master and those guys would be like, they'd be in there hard. Yeah. But they've all been burned on it. Yeah, they tried and then stopped. And like, there's got to be a reason for that. Yeah, I mean, Corsair has their, um, oh my goodness, I can't remember what it's called, but they've got their uh, their 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 integrated system that's pretty small form factor. Why do I not remember what it's called? This is embarrassing. One? Is it Yeah, one? the Corsair One. Thank you. Uh, they've got the Corsair One, but they don't even sell that thing standalone. Because it's just it's just not viable unless you have all the other margins of all of those components built into it and the whole system integration, uh, like like the system integrator margin. It just doesn't it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Fractal has like one case. Yes, I know there are mainstream case manufacturers that do have small form factor cases, but they make up a tiny fraction of the small form factor designs that are on the market. It's wild. I actually don't see any independent news um, about Loke or Lock Loke uh, going out of business. So um, hopefully they're not. Ho hopefully they're not. Cases. Yeah, they do make gorgeous cases. I just wouldn't use one what do you mean damn hassan always says he loves you on his stream he's gonna be heartbroken heartbroken about what i i didn't say i don't i didn't say i don't you know like him i didn't say i think he's like bad i just said that i'm not gonna fix his computer because <laughs> he has money and he can get a different one if he doesn't like it or pay someone else to fix it. yeah or pay someone else to fix it like that's the thing is like i can't be i can't be someone's tech support forever because i give them a free computer Right? Like that's, that doesn't make any sense. The math doesn't work out. You know? Maybe he should, I mean, I, I replied to his tweet complaining about it. I was like, you should buy a Starforge PC then. Yeah. They made that their banner on Twitter. Yeah. 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 Was, Only for a little while. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I told them, I was like, hey, without the context, this looks like a much stronger endorsement than I would actually be willing to give. That makes sense. And they were like, yeah, don't worry. We were going to pull it down like pretty quick style. That all makes like, sense. I was like, to be I clear, thought it was funny. to be clear, I'm super cool with it. I think it's hilarious, but you actually may not leave this here long term was kind of how I, I phrased it. And they were, they were super cool about it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hit us again. Okay, uh, Luke, as the one now in charge of LMG software development, what are your thoughts on the industry's general attitude to testing or lack thereof for either software in general or even mm. video games? Wow, that's a broad question. That is a really, really broad question. Um, yeah, development styles is a conversation that we could talk about for hours. Uh, we could have a three-hour WAN show about development styles. Um, so I don't know. I like testing. Testing good. There's, I, I think one of the sponsors for today is kind of about that though, yep. isn't it? Yeah. Um, cool. So like, I, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think the space for, for testing is going to change quite a bit over the next five years. Um, and I think test-driven development is going to, Ooh, wow. This is all going to be very interesting to have thrown at me in five years. I think test-driven development is going to be less of a thing, even though 
I think it's actually kind of neat. I think there's a lot of pitfalls with it. And I think there's a lot of ways that... Something that I've been very frustrated... I'm tangenting way too much. Something that I've been very frustrated about with software development for an extremely long time is it seems like just another space. And there are tons of these spaces out there where a lot of it was made artificially complex in order to try to stopgap people who like thought they were really smart and didn't want other people to be able to do it. There's there there is there is artificial complexity in software development. I guarantee you it's a thing. There's um there's talks from people that are much 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 better than I am talking about how the complexity and the difficulty and some of the the gear grinding that is in software development right now is unnecessary and the development space should be ashamed of the state of it um and i agree with a lot of that to be completely honest there's things coming out a little bit more recently that are solving these types of problems and i think testing is going to get that treatment in the next five to ten years could i be wrong absolutely i have no idea but i think i'll leave you with that i've got the link um low-key which is apparently how it's pronounced they're having oh. a liquidity sale starting yesterday. So they've slashed prices in order to alleviate some cash flow issues, apparently. There you go. So that's what's going on. Okay, I've got a couple here that are more like uh, the potential ones. Why don't we try one of these? Oh, sure. Um, hey, love the WAN show and had to purchase a second gift card to figure out how merch messages work. Anyway, Linus, have you given the new Anchor A10 Sleep Earbuds a try yet? I have not. Sorry. Okay, let's go for another one. Uh, before writing your own automated benchmarking tool at the labs, did you check out Phoenix Benchmark Suite, openbenchmarking.org? And if so, why did you decide against using and expanding those? Uh, Pharonix, but... Um... Basically, I was not involved in the decision. That's the whole thing. When you hire a team of uh, you know, smart people, is you have to kind of trust them to make decisions. And that would be a really great question for Gary. Maybe I can get an answer for you for next week. But the truth is, I actually do not know. Uh, we've had a lot of people ask whether Markbench is going to end up being um, free to use or whether it will be an open source tool. The answer is we intend to make it free to use for uh, individuals and not necessarily for commercial use. And as for making it open source, that is something that we are absolutely going to explore, but it's not something that we are going to guarantee at this time. There was a miss uh, post on the forum that was uh, put up before anyone had actually talked to me about it where we had said it was going to be open source in the future. Uh, internally, I've said it's a possibility, but I have not said that it is something that is going to happen for sure. I've got a lot of people asking, why not open source? Uh, because it's not necessarily the best path forward. It's not always the best path forward. Not everyone is going to agree with that, and that's okay. And that's fine. Um, and it's, it's at our... It's at our discretion, and so we will use our discretion. And hey, your your feedback is duly noted, and it will be a factor for us. We go with this last one if you're into this. With Markbench or any other automation tools, UI test, MDM, etc., how do you convince a skeptical boss or manager who does not want to break existing processes to invest in the cost and time required, that sort of thing? 
I mean, you just have to put together a business case. And if your boss understands basic, pretty basic math, then it should be okay. And if your boss doesn't understand pretty basic math, then it's going to be a pretty hard time. Sounds about right. That's Is that it? All I got. I think that's oh. it. I had a little bit of inside baseball chat to have with you guys, and actually, this is uh, we're about to have uh, an executive meeting on stream. Oh, so YouTube memberships. Oh, right. This kind of a competitor for Floatplane, which is you know, a bit of a sore spot for some of us wearing green shirts right now. Delete it. Delete it. Yep. Just get rid of it. Yep. Okay. So that's not happening. Um, YouTube memberships. <laughs> Right now, they get monthly exclusive deals on LTTstore.com. Um, but what they don't get is any of the behind the scenes or uh, like cutting room floor, extra videos or anything like that that gets posted on Floatplane every like two to three days these days. Um, there's some really cool stuff over there. I think we talked earlier about the behind the scenes of the, uh, the intro for the Starforge systems review. Uh, which is, it's hilarious, uh, you know, watching all the setup for that. Oh, wait, no, it was it was in the pre-show that I was talking about uh, Arthur trying to throw, throw a box. box at me and ultimately ending up throwing it so weakly that I had to like headbutt it. If you watch the final take on the Starforge systems build, I, I like lean into it so that it actually looks like he threw the bloody thing at me. So in the behind the scenes, you can see how many times I had him rehearse that throw. And he was just like, I don't know, like, like afraid to actually throw it at me hard uh, or something. Anyway, um, right now, YouTube members do not get any of those benefits. And we're sitting here going, like on the one hand, yeah, Floatplane is better for us. It helps fund all of the development that we do here, not just Floatplane. Like the Floatplane team works on all kinds of amazing stuff that benefits our company, benefits the community. Um, so obviously our preference is that if there's going to be some uh, some cost, right? Our preference is that it go to building the floatplane team, not go to YouTube finding hiring engineers to remove yeah, features from the website. The amount of money that we take with a subscription off floatplane is is better than a subscription off of YouTube. Yep. Um, however, a lot of people are just never going to go off platform. Yes. They have already entered their credit card information into YouTube. They use like three websites total. Yep. And it's low friction. Join. That's it. And so we're trying to figure out a good way to serve those members without taking away the benefit, the advantage of Floatplane. So what I'm leaning towards right now is regardless of YouTube membership or Floatplane, you get behind the scenes exclusive content, um, you get the, the monthly deals. So we'll make sure that Floatplane gets the same thing. Um, but the difference is I think YouTube memberships are going to start at 10 bucks a month. Floatplane will start at five ongoing for 1080p for now and, uh, 10 for 4k. I mean, again, we, we get a better take from Floatplane. So if you want similar return you have to charge more um, another possible difference is that youtube might be channel specific so we might have that one makes sense to me i think it would actually be weird for it to not be like that yeah like if we upload a channel super fun behind the scenes or something like that to on be... the l to the ltt members i actually don't think odd. that makes a ton of sense yeah the float plane peeps i think are much more understanding of what exactly that platform is it's more like 
We should probably just change the name at some point from there's Linus actually, Tech Tips to Linus Media Group. Well, there's stuff that's literally in development right now, the, the sub-channel system. Oh, cool. Okay. When is that going to be ready? I don't know. Don't ask me. Go away, please. Uh, <laughs> but it's coming. Um, so that will sort of solve that problem. It's possible that we'll reverse course and we'll just make it like, okay, yeah, the LTT channel has all of the exclusives, but I do think it's super weird. And I think that people would be less likely to understand exactly what's going on with something like that. So I think it would probably end up just being channel specific. And right now, the only channels that really publish behind the scenes or cutting room floor content are LTT and channel super fun. So that's the way I'm leaning right now, but we do want to hear from the float plane peeps. Is that something that you guys think is reasonable? Because the last thing we want is for you guys who have supported us for so long to feel like, oh, well, like, why did I have to bother, you know, dealing with the early bugs of the float plane platform or, um, you know, I mean, there were, there were some, <laughs> you know, why, 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 why do I have to feel like a beta tester when, you know, these guys could have a better, better experience? Oh, another thing we talked about actually was the potential of publishing exclusives on like a time limit. So like on LMG clips, maybe once in a while, we put an exclusive up there for like two hours or even like eight hours or 24 hours and then include like, uh, like, like bumpers at the start and the end that are like, hey, if you like this and you want to watch more of it, we're going to have it over on Floatplane or something like that. Like, would you guys object to us using exclusive content? Because I feel like people who are behind the scenes are like really good. Yeah, like, a lot they're of people not, don't know that they're there. Yeah, they're not dumb and boring. They're like, they're like edited and like good. Um, sometimes they're unedited, but also really good. Yeah, because uh, that's what you want. Yeah, like depending on what it is. And I feel like for anyone who isn't already a Floatplane subscriber, they're kind of like, oh yeah, BTS, okay, cool. Um, they might not realize that it's really good. Oh yeah, we should hit them with a poll. Yeah, why don't, why don't, why don't we poll sure. them? Yeah. Uh, do you guys mind if we use uh, if we use exclusives occasionally? I, and I, I don't think we would ever upload something permanently. I think that on a time limit, I, I'm kind of imagining it like a, this message will self-destruct in, you know, this video will self-destruct in four hours or something like that. Like, I feel like that could be kind of cool. Whereas Floatplane will always have the full archive of every, every exclusive we've ever uploaded. I always got to remember the first option bias or whatever it's called. There's a thing with polls. Really? The first option gets more votes. Really? It's 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 like this weird thing. If I remember correctly, it's the oh, same. Gergi008 says, I meant to say no, sorry. This is kind of my point. Yeah, uh, yeah it's like actually a so that yeah, the first option is gonna get a little bit more. It's it's related, but not the same problem as how if you if you have standardized colors for for teams, mm -hmm. um, like if you're playing at a school and you put what are the, what were those called? The little temporary pennies. jerseys, pennies. If you have pennies and it's like all oh, red versus blue or whatever, the team that is red will play differently than the, will have their play influence slightly differently than the team that is blue. Um, if I remember correctly, there's some stuff where the Does team that red, is like, red harder will be more like the better color, more offense pressed, and the team that is blue will be more defense Shut focused. Up. There, there's it's very very small, but apparently it is actually a thing. 
Um, I don't remember exactly how it goes, whatever, look it up yourself. Um, it's been a long time since I've done, done any reading on that. But if I remember correctly, it's, it's related. It's the first thing that you see is the first option. If you read it that way, obviously, right. maybe you read it bottom up. But the first thing that you see is, your, is your, you have your first reaction to it. So your reaction to it's going to be the strongest. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. That's wild. All right. Well, uh, just shy of 80% are saying no big deal. Do what you got to do. Uh, 20% are saying, uh, yes, we mind. Uh, I guess a small handful of them <laughs> might have just clicked the first option. Uh, we forgive you. It's pro- it's not going to influence it to the degree of 20%. Um, yeah. 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 But, but yeah, these things are like really, really small. But yeah. Apparently, yeah, it's been observed in League of Legends and Dota. I heard about that as well. Really? Minor playstyle differences, depending on on what what colored side you're on. And if I remember correctly, some games have tried to lower this influence by changing the colors to more mixed colors, like purple. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it's really interesting. TF2 demonstrated it back in the day, possibly Halo. Yeah, it's like it's it's totally a thing. It makes very small differences, but it's totally a thing. Got it. Okay, well, we're going to keep, uh, we'll keep our finger on the pulse of this one. I can tell you we'll probably do one, just to kind of see. Because for all we know, it's going to confuse and, and enrage YouTube viewers. Like, they might go, well, what do you mean this is the temporary? Because we, we've never really like done that sort of thing before. Yeah. So, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Oh, that's an asymmetrical map? So, Dyerside just wins more? That's stupid. And I think that's it for the land show. Yeah. Yeah. We will see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye. I actually said it this time. I'm sorry. You're going to do it? Hey. Wait. Did you do it right? Is there just no cube? Yeah, there's no cube. Okay. Sweet. So merge message in cube one. Now zero. Yeah.